So today I'm talking to Corey Graves and Travis Curry from the band Vandaliers. Uh, they just got a big shout out from Rolling Stone after performing on the Outlaw Country uh, Country Cruise, which I can't pronounce today. Uh, what did you guys do on that cruise that got everybody so excited that Rolling Stone called you uh, one of the buzz bands? Uh, you know, it's kind of the same shit we always do. Uh, take our shirts off, run around, be idiots, uh, goofballs, and uh, not just stand there and play uh, dumb country music while looking at our shoes like a lot of people do. Yeah, just have a good time and get to do it in front of people that appreciate it on a boat that are all trapped there so they can't run away, you know? And it helps that they a lot of them had the unlimited beverage package, so I think that, yeah. <laughs> that always helps our, helps our chances. Yeah, no, I thought it was because it seemed like uh, people, I know you, uh, uh, Corey or somebody had mentioned that uh, maybe you got some new followers and stuff. Are you uh, are you kind of seeing any impact after after that article or more people reaching out to you in any way that you can measure? I know it's only been what a few days, I guess. Um, which, which one? <laughs> yeah, uh, from the about the cruise. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's I've definitely been some people that have come seen us again that got off the boat and then we happen to be right back in their town. So we've definitely had some boat people at the shows. Um, but yeah, we we have just been in Rolling Stone a, a second time since then, and I and I think there's been a lot of people coming from that article as well. Uh, also, yeah, it seems like every time we do a cruise, a lot of people show up at every show, every time from one cruise to the other. Yeah, that's the good thing about a cruise is a lot of people travel. All, from all over the country to the boat. So then uh, as we travel the country, we're ending up right back in these people's hometowns. So, so, so like uh, when we tour, we have to, you know, we play a town and we might not hit that town again for a year or something. So uh, this is the way for us to be doing that and hitting a lot of markets all at once, like in one show. So it's, it's, that's a, the great thing about the cruise. Man, there were some cool people on this one. Did you guys run into anybody that, uh, that you hadn't met before. I know the Mavericks were there. John Anderson, I think, showed up. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of the best part about the cruise is you meet everyone even if you don't mean to. Yeah. And not just us because we have the backstage passes of everybody. Like, there's not a lot of backstage places to go, so the bands will just kind of hang out in all the same places that the fans are. And uh, the fans just kind of know, uh, you know, it's okay to go say hi and get a picture real quick and then kind of leave you alone so yeah the i think like it's hard unless you really just want to be in your room the entire time it's really hard to avoid people so you're gonna see everyone i mean i just thought met john anderson on an elevator like he was just walking around the boat yeah do you guys still like fanboy out when you see you know like fucking uh you know the mavericks or, or john anderson we fanboyed uh at the mavericks uh three different shows that they put on. We were front row and uh, during one of the sets, uh, Raul like steps out from the microphone, walks to the front of the stage, leans down, shakes me and Travis's hand and like whispers, y'all are awesome. And then he like went back to the mic and finished the song. Yeah, it was crazy. It's one of those things where like you fanboy while they're on stage and then you act like it's totally not a big deal when you meet them. <laughs> right, right. I've been uh, looking at your, your Twitter and I know, uh, at least Corey, I don't know if everybody's doing this, but I, uh, Corey's doing like a $3 a day food thing. I kind of imagined myself, because uh, I'm assuming they, you know, they fed you on the boat and you didn't have to do that. I kind of imagined, yeah. you know, maybe you guys just going through like the buffet 
like tearing through it like a chainsaw and you know getting yourself um, good and filled up to be honest like the food on the boat is fucking terrible <laughs> it's pretty bad yeah. like, especially by the last day that you're on the boat you're like about i felt like i was gonna like be sick if i had to smell that food anymore <laughs> the funniest one was we uh went to mexico the, and ported there and everybody got off the boat and went and had mexican food in mexico and then we got back on the boat and it was like Mexican themed night in the buffet, and they just had really shitty white person Mexican food. Yeah, it was really oh, wow. it was fucking bad. Yeah. yeah. You guys are like, can you fly in some Taco Bell, please? Yeah. Yeah, it would be way cool if they had a Taco Bell. I just eat that every day. <laughs> I could live on Taco Bell. Um. So yeah, you guys are uh, are famous for your food takes. I posted a picture a little bit ago with uh, the peanut butter mac and cheese. Even though I know I, I used uh, the creamy mac and cheese in the picture, and it's supposed to be crunchy. Uh, but what's your you have any uh, what's your latest kind of uh, crazy food concoction that that you guys have come up with? Yeah. I feel like something happened recently. Yeah, well, but, but I don't know what it was. I know you're a big fan of pickles on a pizza. Yeah, pickles on a pizza is great. There's something we had recently that was wild. Somebody actually made us that. No reason. My recent hack is just like going into QT and getting the taquitos and then putting pico de gallo and like, uh, like uh, the nacho cheese all over them, the salsa. So you get like they're essentially flautas at that point and they're fucking delicious. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I think, which I don't know if mine's a hack. I think it's like a, a something you're supposed to do, but I didn't realize until way late in life that it's something that's acceptable, which is if you go to like 7-Eleven and get a hot dog, you can put the nacho chili and cheese on the hot dog. Um, yeah, yeah, man, feel, every time. Yeah, I feel like that's always no, been a thing, but like I missed it for like half my life. Well, the, 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 the hack version is they really, they do allow this, but they don't advertise it if you buy a bag of chips you can open the bag of chips in the store and put the chili and cheese in the chip bag yeah walking nachos <laughs> walking nachos yeah that would work too yeah. Yeah. you're talking about just like any bag of chips not the yeah. chips that they can go grab oh, a bag wow. of lays or whatever you whatever gotcha. flavor you want off the show and you just pay for the chips and the you know the cheese and chili's free i feel like i haven't done that in a long time you know my recent i think our recent obsession is uh the wawa gas station they uh, make the best sandwiches and salads you could have on the road. Yeah, I've never done a, a Wawa. I've, I've heard of that one. And, of course, Bucky's, everybody talks about. It. I've never been to the Bucky's. Bucky's so, is uh, overrated. O- overrated really? and average. It's like Walmart of gas stations. Gotcha. If you're going to talk about gas stations in ta- Texas, it's all about Allsup's. Oh, the Allsup's is the one. You got to get their chimichurris and their fried bean and, che- bean and beef burritos, man. Maybe they're tiny tacos, yeah. jalapeno corn dogs. They even got uh, fried pizza. Everything there's fried, like in-house. So what's your guys' go-to, like as far as uh, fast food? Like what's the thing? I mean, you guys are out there, uh, you know, all together. There's, you know, six, seven, 12, 15 of you, however many there are now. Uh, but, you know, like do you guys ever get into the, the, uh, the whole, you know, debate on where we're going to eat? Like... Is there a go-to that's going to make everybody happy where it's like, okay, we're not going to argue, we're going here? No. (laughs) (laughs) Taco Bell is a good one. If anybody's like, we don't have much time to stop, Taco Bell, everyone will get out and get something there. And then other than that, it's kind of just like, we know what to expect. Like, 
gas station food. Like you kind of, it's kind of a fend for yourself situation. Yeah. Most of the time we don't really talk about it. It's like, all right, we're at this gas station, eat here or fucking eat across the street or like figure out what you need. Uh, even today, like we're on a day off and like we probably could have stopped somewhere, but we didn't want to take the time. So we just ate at Wawa again. Yeah. Do you guys ever have the thing where you pull up to the, uh, to the drive through window and everybody knows what they want, and then there's one guy who's like, uh, and then well, everybody just our, loses our van, their shit. <laughs> our van's too tall. We can't go through the drive-thru anymore. Oh, uh, wow. But we, we, yeah, but we did have a guy that we'd go to Taco Bell or McDonald's. Ten times. Ten times. And he would still look at the menu going, what, what is on this menu? I don't know what's yeah, on yeah. the menu. Or ask questions <laughs> about the McDonald's menu, and you're like, bro. The same one that was the last city. It's the same one that's been here for 50 years. I don't know your whole <laughs> life that has been the same menu. But, but he, yeah, he's not in the band anymore, so our <laughs> tour food that's, that's uh, trip has been seamless. Yeah, much easier. We're not embarrassed every time someone orders food. Yeah. So how long have you guys don't, been together? How long How long have you been? Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. So who were who were like the founders? Like who who started started the thing? Who you know came in first and then built around? How did how did that work for for people who don't know the the Vandaliers backstory? Pretty much everyone that's in it now was there except for our. We've changed drummers about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and we changed bass players like in our first year. But also the drummer we have now went on our first couple tours because our original drummer couldn't make it. So he's been in the band in some capacity, kind of since the beginning as well. And then, yeah, we changed our bass player before we really started touring, like before we even really got out of Texas, really. So, I mean, it's mostly been all the same guys forever. Josh kind of like decided he wanted to do a thing and he kind of built a band around what he wanted to do. I think this little dream team from uh, a lot of different local bands that he likes and whatnot. Yeah, that's cool. So what's the um, what's the songwriting uh, process like? Do you guys all throw in on that? or? I mean, Josh writes the songs and he sends us little demos on like his phone of him doing acoustic stuff. And then we'll get together to practice. And then everyone just kind of works on their parts together. And then every once in a while, somebody will hear something cool that somebody else does and they'll write maybe yeah. or like fiddle fiddle and trumpet stuff we kind of have to write out so that we're playing harmonies with each other and mm-hmm. stuff yeah it, it's kind of like the words come from josh except for heartache hit which Corey wrote uh but then um you know yeah we all kind of write the music around what josh has put to put together words wise and so it's a group effort that way for sure i mean it'll take us forever to write one song you know yeah, it was interesting sitting back uh, this weekend and listening to all of the all of the albums again. Um, that you know, just there's so much great stuff there. Uh, there was something, you know, I uh, said the last album. I uh, said last year I thought it was one of the best albums that was released last year, uh, and I and I still oh, do. You. Are are people are people uh, digging the new stuff? I mean, because they're. Like it's it's still Vandaliers, but there's there's something about and maybe you guys can clue me into there's something about this last album that's just it, it kind of kicks it like to go final it, it goes to eleven the, the last album goes to eleven. Um, I, are, are people I think digging it's best, it? 
I think the we took the most time writing those songs for sure. Like we've probably spent what the entire six months just working on those songs, practicing them, trying to get them where we wanted them and then went into the studio and recorded them and we kind of pretty much had all of our parts already down and knew what we were doing exactly so none of it was really written on the fly uh so i think it was probably a little bit more cohesive than other records have been yeah we consciously made an effort to write simpler parts and to write to leave bigger spaces for stuff to breathe so there's like in some ways a lot less stuff going on and that I don't know. And somehow that makes it more bigger. bigger and like easier for people to listen to. Yeah. And the, yeah, we've was, been playing them a lot, most of them during the live shows, and they're, they seem to be going over well. Yeah, I will say that I do notice people going back and listening to the old stuff, though, and knowing the old stuff now more so than they used to. Yeah. Whereas, like, when we were touring forever, they knew that record, that was it. Now we're touring this record, and it seems like people are going back to the native and back to even Americinda and listening. So, yeah, we were getting some weird like Americinda requests the last few nights, so that's kind of neat. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great. Like I said, there's so much so much to be mined there. Um, what about is all of your stuff on vinyl now? I know the last one was. I'm pretty sure forever was. You guys have everything on vinyl? No, the uh, first record is not on vinyl, and I we think. don't ever want to put it on vinyl because it sounds kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crappy. If we ever do that again, it'll be some other way, but. Yeah, uh, I think Native is out of print now, except for through our old label. Yeah, I don't know if they're making more, but like I said, we're going to get the rights to that one back in like a year or two, and then we're going to make like a cool color, you know, anniversary, anniversary edition yeah. or something. So it'll, uh, that'll be back in France. So. Yeah. yeah, is that kind of, uh, you know, vinyl, of course, is a, a big trend. Is that a good, you know, uh, like moneymaker? I would, I would guess it is. I, I used to always hear that you know vinyl is super expensive to make uh, or to produce, but it, it seems like kind of the big thing now. It, are are more people ordering as far as purchasing music? And then we'll talk about streaming in a minute. Are more people? Uh, are you getting more requests for vinyl than CDs? How, what does that look like for you guys? I think so. Yeah. We're not you know, neither of us sit at the merch booth or whatever, but like you know we'll go over there to sign stuff, but like we don't. We're not the ones physically selling it, but it's. I think it's more vinyl than anything else. I definitely sign a lot more vinyl than records, and I assume more people are buying them because, I mean, if you're listening to it on CD, you could just, any car, you can just plug into your phone and listen to it in your car now. You don't really need the CD. So I feel like, <laughs> yeah, vinyl is the main main thing people are buying. And really, it's not that crazy expensive to get them made. It's a lot more than CDs, but you can sell them at a lot higher price. Yeah, people are willing to pay a lot more for them is the thing, because especially... The way we've been doing it is every time we make a new uh, batch, we just do it a different color. So every single time we print it, it's a collector's edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we always have the we always have the black one, but then we're always doing different uh, variations on the color as well. Yeah, y'all ever do like a, a record uh, record store? I know Charlie Crockett just did like a record store day thing. You guys ever? We've, we've done never done one. Like, we've done like we've like done in-store performances for record store days, but we've never done like a special edition record for record store days. That is kind of maybe above a, a, like a like a, I don't know. That seems like something well we we unnecessary had a, for us maybe. Yeah, we had an orange color on our record <laughs> that was only available at record stores. Right. Like we were, but I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know. So yeah, uh, going uh, going back to uh, or going to streaming, uh, 
just kind of looking. I just looked at Spotify. I didn't look at everything, but it looks like uh, every Saturday night from the uh, from the new record is uh, about. It looks like may beat Cigarettes in the Rain as as most streamed. Um, like, how important is is streaming to you guys? I'm guessing streaming isn't something that that pays the bills, but you know maybe drives the tours. Like where where does streaming fit into to what you guys are doing? I don't know. I, don't know that, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's I guess it's like it's important, but we don't really think about it that much anymore. I feel like we used to really focus on it, and then you kind of realize that like it is important, but does it matter when it comes to ticket sales? Like I don't know that it does. Yeah, I'm not sure that it does because like a lot of people that come to your shows have the CD or have the record or whatever i mean i I also know tons of people that maybe have better streaming numbers than us but don't draw as much as we do on the road yeah that's the weird thing about like spotify and things like that is the numbers can be kind of empty sometimes as far as like getting on playlists or however you're listed on things uh can pump up your numbers but it's not real people or it's not necessarily people that go to your shows or anything like that people are just listening to those playlists in the background and maybe not really listening to you and so just because like there's a million people listening to that playlist. They're not actually listening to that one song. It's just on while they're doing dishes or something, you know. Yeah. So what's uh what's the current what's the current big driver now? Because uh, I'm 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 guessing the the thing for for most bands now is is the road and uh you know you guys are are road warriors to to say the least. Uh, you know what do you think's driving it now? Is it you know how do you get but, uh, new bucks in seats? Uh, social media or word of mouth like what's what what's getting your getting your crowds out i mean for new people for new people especially yeah it's been really good for us because the last year or so we've uh been focusing on not headlining our own tours we've been doing a lot of co-headlines or opening slots so like this run we're co-headlining with joshua ray walker which is a hard name to say Mm -hmm. the last tour we did was uh mike and the moon pies before that old 97s before that, we did one with Vlog uh, and Molly and Sam Morrow. Like, so all these people bring in people that have never seen us, and that's a fun thing. Of like, the, the the building will be full. We'll go out there. These people will have this blank look of like, what the hell am I looking at? We kick into like rolling out or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, what the hell is this? And then just like the the reaction of their faces changes, and it's a, a really fun thing to see. Yeah, yeah, thankfully we've gotten a lot of support from like a lot of our favorite bands, which yeah. you know we would have never never imagined like we'd be out touring with 97s or Turnpike or like Molly and stuff. Uh, and then you know even our friends like Mike and the Moon Pies, who we love and have loved for years, and our buddy Joshua Ray Walker. You know, it's we've gotten a lot of opportunities, and that has really helped build our fan base and just hitting the same markets over and over again yeah. you know it's a lot of this is just touring hard all yeah. the time but like yeah, converting <laughs> those people's fans into our fans like yeah. when they see us i think they get it because it's a lot different live than the record mm-hmm. yeah i think when people see us live they go what the hell yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and that uh i've not uh, been able to see you guys yet live it seems like uh, there was well, one time i was going to see you and the the show got bumped uh i've got to see that show but just if you just look at social media you guys retweeted a guy he was in the front row with his shirt off in the audience and he had he had tweeted something like i was the only one with my shirt off but everybody else will catch on 
uh, pretty soon. Oh yeah. And, and you, like you, you could, you could really see the energy from that, you know, that guy was in. And so, yeah, your, your live show, it looks like you don't leave, uh, you don't leave anything on the stage, which may explain why you just part of why you're, you're tired. I mean, you guys really throw it out there a lot. <laughs> yeah. We don't really stop between songs. It's just like an hour straight of like, bam, 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 like hitting them and we're playing them fast and loud and, we like to run around a lot if the stage is big enough. You know, like we just trying to have fun and we want other people to also have fun. And even if you've got to kind of force them into it by the way you're, by acting goofy or, you know, forcing them to do some stuff off stage or, you know, slapping each other on the butt. Yeah, whatever, you know, uh, it's just about like being out there and really working hard to make a connection with every person in the room. Yeah. And like we play this. You know, pretty similar song from a night-to-night basis, so that could get really old doing that 150 times a year. So I think a lot of what we should do on stage is try to like do new moves and stuff each night to make each other laugh and like keep yeah. the show yeah. fresh for us. And then like since we're having fun, I think everyone else has fun. Yeah, you gotta you gotta slap each other on the butt. You know, pinch a nipple every <laughs> once in a while. See if you can make somebody in the crowd laugh. Yeah, you, you you don't want to get to the end of the show, and uh, you don't want to, if you take it too far, and then you're like, Ladies, it's the aristocrats. Uh, so you have <laughs> yeah, to, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I saw uh, uh, another thing on social media where uh, Joshua uh, Joshua Ray was out, and he, his shirt was coming off. Uh, where he had, he, I don't know if you came out with him or he came out with you. Uh, but man, you guys look like you were having so much fucking fun. Uh, I was like, that I got to go to the prob- show and take my shirt off. That was probably at our album release party. We also did it at uh, Thanksgiving. Like we played oh, with him many times. Yeah. That's happened many times. But like, we bring out that kind of stuff from each other. <laughs> yeah, like also, I mean, the, the album album release. Joshua Ray Walker was backstage, and RC from RC and Amber from uh, Turnpike opened for us, and they both came out at the end of the night with their shirts off and it was yeah it was like oh my gosh this is amazing like how how, how ridiculous i think we even have like just a random person run up on stage and yeah. and take his shirt off and sing with us yeah. so it was like it was really it was really fun yeah usually kind of the last show of every run we do the band we're playing with will all take their shirts off and sneak up behind us and come on stage too yeah i mean even for a while on that run with mike and the moon pies me and zach the pedal steel player just tried to as hard as we could to dress like each other every single night (laughs) (laughs) so um i did want to ask about merch uh just the the industry part of it fascinates me a lot i i think i feel like you guys have a leg up because Corey, you do the merch right no, I mean, not really. Are, are like, you going to deal with we, the merch? Not all the time, and especially not really anymore because we just okay. signed the deal with like a, a merch company that just did this new, uh, all our new drop that we just did like a month ago. There's all this new merch company uh, out of Chicago, and they're really awesome, and people have been loving all the new stuff. Yeah, but, it's like Corey can do merch if we're home, but we're never home anymore, so it doesn't really gotcha. work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I was, yeah, I was printing. I was printing some of it sometimes because I, w- I work at a screen printing shop. Yeah. But uh, uh, I wasn't like doing the designs and stuff. We we've been really fortunate to hire a bunch of great artists over the years. You know, met a lot of great artists through working at the shop too. So, are you guys on a label now? Or are you still doing indie? I, I know uh, Bloodshot had shut down. Where are you guys? Oh, uh, 
we're kind of looking for one right now because we've got some songs written and we're trying to figure out when we're going to record next hopefully we can get it pinned down by the summer because we've got some time off um but yeah we're, we can't really afford to record a record right now but we have the time and the song so we're looking for someone right now to um yeah to pay for it yeah <laughs> technically yeah i guess right now technically we're kind of independent even uh but like yeah we're looking for somebody to come in and help put it you know make this record and put out this next record that uh we've been working on or we've been yeah. working on yeah yeah we've talked to a few people so like there's some balls in the air or whatever yeah, there's some offers, a, though. We're not sure about any of them, you know. There's also kind of a big trend in uh, the crowdfunding. Have you guys ever, is that something you've ever considered? or you? Yeah, the thing about crowdfunding is, like, you can make the record, but then you still have to hire all these different people to, like, yeah. promote it. And then, like, a radio promoter and a marketing guy and, like, and the distribution. There's so many different aspects of it. That, and then you're in charge of being those all those people's bosses and it's which we did on this last record and it's a lot yeah it's like yeah you could rent raise ten or twenty thousand dollars you know on crowdfunding or whatever but like that's not really even close to enough to pay for everything you need to do to make a record and put it out and get it properly like publicized just kind of to go into touring you guys are going back to europe i think here shortly and I'm trying to remember, I feel like I recall the last time you guys were in Europe, there was some kind of calamity or some some kind of situation. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm just misremembering, but uh, was it, was it mean, the last it was, European? Uh, yeah, we were there in the summer last year, and they were having, like, the hottest summer they've had in, like, decades or maybe ever. And there's no AC anywhere in any yeah. hotel or any venue. And like half the time the windows wouldn't really hardly open. So we were just like sweating our balls off in the hotels at night. And sometimes it was hostels and not hotels. And uh, yeah, there was, there was the, the last European tour while it was somewhat was fun. I mostly just remember agony. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly just remember it being a pain in the ass. Yeah, we still ate a lot of gas station food, but it was different gas station food. So that was at least kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's uh, I'm assuming that you guys learned enough from the last one to is this one going to go differently or or are you just like fuck it yeah. we'll just go through the <laughs> agony again no matter what? Uh, no, we've learned a lot of different things. Like for <laughs> instance, we we did mainland Europe and UK all in one run, and that's it was too much ground to cover. Yeah. So this time we're just doing the mainland part, and then also we our booking agent's crazy over there, and we'll like make you have these like 20 hour drives and not a, physically not enough hours in the day to do them. And so we just, we said no to a lot more shows and uh, hammered him on the routing a lot better. Yeah, like, I don't need to drive 18 hours between shows. Like that's yeah, it's like, crazy. It's like, okay, I've, I've got you tonight in Switzerland. Uh, then I need you first thing in the morning in uh, Finland. Then I need you uh, in uh, Australia. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like that. Where well, we did the math, where it was we're over there for five weeks, and two weeks of it was driving. Wow. Yeah, and I'm guessing they didn't pay for the gas. No, that was us. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a funny thing. That's a that's a funny thing. When we, when we were uh, touring with Foggy Molly, the other band that was on the road with us was this band from 
year uh, Austria called Raskaya. And we were like, how did you afford to get over here? And they're like, oh, you don't have grant. And we were like, what? <laughs> Fuck no, America doesn't care about us. <laughs> <laughs> well, grants? The government's not giving us money to tour. Are you kidding? Yeah, I think, and gas in Europe is like way higher, right? Uh, I don't remember. Thankfully, I wasn't trying not to think about it. <laughs> uh, you were you were you were just going through it, and you're like, "We're sweating, fill it up, and we're gonna go." Yeah, that van never got cold enough, and it had black leather seats, and it was red. Um, I want to mention the show you guys did in Tennessee uh, to call attention to to these um, obnoxious anti-drag and anti-trans bills. We brought it up a little bit earlier when we were talking about the the one Rolling Stone article and the other Rolling Stone article. Uh, I know you guys, uh, you played a show in drag um, in protest slash support. You just auctioned off the, the dresses. I think they went either last night or today that you guys wore. Yeah, they, yeah the, the, the auction ended this morning and it was awesome. Uh, way surpassed any amount of money I think we thought we would get for those things. So uh, really happy that we were raised so much money for Two really cool charities in uh, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, it all kind of happened pretty organically. It wasn't like super long planned out thing that we did. It kind of just happened, and it ha- happened to affect a lot of people, which was really cool. Well, I was gonna say, like, you know, there's maybe like 80 people at the show, and like, you know, it wasn't like a press thing. We didn't like tell the press we were gonna do it or yeah. anything. Like, it we, was just, we didn't tell anyone we were yeah, gonna do it. It was just like a I mean, I like mentioned I was going to do it on Twitter, but like that was it, you know. Uh, and then we just kind of did it, and then made our statement. That was our, you know, that was our deal. And then it just kind of took off. And we didn't know, like, we knew that we were going to sign that bill around that time, but just very coincidentally, they signed it the day that we happened to be there, which couldn't have planned that. Yeah, and it was like that was the town where that all started, and yeah. we didn't know that either. And uh, it was. We just, I don't think we realized how big of a deal it was going to end up being because we were just trying to do a good thing. I don't know. And I don't think Travis or I are particularly political either. And it's, to me, it yeah. was not even about yeah. politics so much. It's just like, this is wrong. And like, these, these are people. And I'm just, I stand up for people. And it, well, politics be damned. It was just like, this is a race of people or a class of people that's being shit on and like fuck that yeah i mean yeah for me it was it's not so much about politics either i don't really yeah. give i don't give a damn about that stuff it was like like Corey said it's just about helping other people that are you know maybe not less fortunate yourself but that, that are having a hard time you know and uh like i said i think we're just super surprised about the the feedback we've gotten from it you know yeah well, I'm, I'm I'm hoping and uh, uh, that it's all positive, um, and I'm and I'm glad. It I is. mean, I, yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, for every you know one bad comment, there's a thousand good ones. So like it's the the positive feedback has been drastically outweighing any of the bad stuff. And then the bad stuff's all just super like ignorant, and it which to us is just hilarious yeah it just makes us all the bad stuff just kind of makes us laugh we're like all right peace whatever like you think whatever you want you bigot yeah (laughs) so uh i'd be remiss if uh if i didn't ask about uh gimme country uh which is a platform that it's where i first found you guys 
um, just yeah. a just for an uh, explainer to people, uh, Gimme Country is a it's an app and a and a web platform where uh, artists actually come in and they DJ uh, set. Uh, it's got a cool chat function, and you know you guys followed. Uh, it was the you guys did every other Wednesday night, and you followed Jesse Dayton who do, who does a show there. And, you know, it, it was, you know, super important. I, like, you know, for me, Wednesday night was like the night, especially every other, because it was like Jesse Dayton set list, followed by Vandalier set list. And then you were, it seemed like you were kind of unceremoniously asked to no longer participate. Uh, I know they've let some other people go there. Um, did, have, did you ever get any additional details on that? You can talk about it. It just seemed really weird to me and uh and uh sad in in a in a way like an end of an era yeah i don't think it was anything personal like every time we talked to anybody that worked over there or uh, they were always like saying we were their favorite show over there and they really loved what we were doing and anytime we had a little crazy idea they would be supportive of it or we we want to do an all cuss work show will this fly over there uh, oh yeah fuck yeah I mean, I mean, Jesse Dayton was one of our biggest supporters. I mean, we we saw him on the boat recently, and he, you know, he loves us. And I mean, I think we're just as surprised as everybody else when we got a notice that was like, "Hey, like, we can't afford for you to do this anymore." And we're like, yeah. "Oh, oh, all right." Which is wild because they weren't paying us anyway. Yeah, yeah, we didn't make any fucking money for that, <laughs> so you know, like. It's, uh, they're like, yeah, we can't afford to produce your show anymore. It's like, oh, oh, okay, man, what, whatever. So, you know, no hard feelings, but it's, it's sad. Uh, and we're trying to figure out a way to get our show back on the air on our own terms. But yeah, I mean, me yeah. and Corey really enjoyed doing that, doing that show. Like it was, it was, you know, sometimes it was kind of a pain in the ass because you're on the road and you're, you're, you know, you're really tired. And sometimes you don't want to listen to 18 fucking hours of music, but like, and also, we made a lot of fans that way. We met a lot of people on the road that it really helped them. And, like, they found our band, like you found our band through our radio show. And we've met lots of people like that. And so it was cool to connect with those people and get to meet them at shows. And they'd come up and be like, hey, man, like, you guys really make me laugh every single week. And uh, I don't laugh like that ever. And it's, it's nice to hear people be real about the music industry and be real about their lives and stuff and not just sugarcoat everything. Yeah, we, we definitely didn't sugarcoat. We didn't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> it was all real. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. And uh, I, I could tell too. I mean, you guys put the time into. It. I mean, it's people may think that it uh, that it's easy to just pick a topic and then find, uh, you know, thirty songs about about that topic. Dude, it was tough. Like I used to love kind of trying to guess what songs you would come up with. And sometimes you would post, you know, does anybody know one? And I would, I would just be like, shit, I don't. How in, how in the hell are they gonna fill two hours on dinosaurs? That that's just that was not the possible. One. That, <laughs> yeah, that was our hardest show for sure. And also, you called so many songs all the time on that show. We'd sit there and be like, damn it, he got that one for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we ended up doing that radio show for like two years, and uh, you know, it started yeah. in pandemic. And really, when when we were doing it during the pandemic, it was our only time to socialize. So like, we weren't seeing anybody else. This it was our only time to like have a good time, and uh, so we really embraced it. And you know, then it went into touring and stuff. And so we really got to talk about like 
life on the road and stuff like that. But yeah, I miss it. I I, I would like to do it again. Yeah, yeah. We've been trying to figure out a way. The hardest thing is just like producing it all ourselves when we're on the road, like without all the mics and computers and software, and then trying to figure out how to publish it and all that. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm asking around to to try to get. Yeah, you know, if you have any ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I'll 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 definitely uh, I'll definitely pass those along because I I do I'll I do miss it. Uh, if if I can find a you uh, a way for you guys to do it, I would I would almost I I mean I started to say I would almost fund it. By that I mean I would tip you guys like five dollars a week to do it just for me. I'm not sure if that would fully fund it. Uh, but, <laughs> That's about what we made anyway, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, um, you guys have and. Uh, I didn't really realize this. I've I've never started an Instagram account, but a lot of people seem to be like Instagram seems to be the place to be, uh, especially like for artists and things now, even more than uh, Twitter or I think Facebook is kind of pretty much dead on that at this point. Uh, are you guys, you guys digging the, digging the Instagram? Is that where, where are you getting your, uh, your biggest following at now is it has it shifted to instagram is it twitter i mean yeah i think it's instagram i mean we're also you know not young people so we're not like super smart about social media but <laughs> like like our TikToks barely exists and like Corey's really good at twitter but yeah other than that it's mostly instagram and like you know yeah, that I, I think some of us are interactive with but uh, I don't pay attention to it at all. I'm just on Instagram. Yeah. And recently, our, Trey, our drummer, has been doing a lot more video stuff on there, and I think that's been cool. Yeah, I mean, because we're also pretty lazy when we're on the road because <laughs> it's hard being on the road. Yeah, no, so, I yeah, would... It's been nice having all, the, all his little GoPro cameras and stuff that he's been doing stuff with. It's been fun, and I don't know anything about that shit, so... Yeah, I'm an idiot with computers. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't know TikTok at all, but I do feel like if any band could become a TikTok sensation, I, I feel like it would be you guys because I don't know everything that goes on in that van and with you on the road, but I, I've seen pictures and I've heard stories, uh, and it it seems like there could be some some really uh, really cool really cool TikTok videos of. Okay. Oh, oh go, here's one. Go, going to uh, back to Instagram. Uh, Apple Facts. I saw that the other day. I pulled that up, and I, I fucking loved it. Uh, it was it's just so hilarious. Like every time a word is like mangled, that 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 makes it for me. It cracks me up. I, I love Apple I, Facts. That was like super super random one day yeah. where it was just like we need to make more videos yeah like make more videos and like we were just doing things where it's like i don't know i just decided to look up apples one day for no reason well, that, you one, don't have anything to do in the yeah, band at least one time a day somebody will say something weird or ask us oh what do you think about this and then it, usually travis sometimes me will like go in this long wikipedia wormhole and it's like well here's a weird fact well, here's another weird fact and that day it was apples, and I don't know why we were all thought that was funny, but we were just dying. And I don't know why we haven't ever done it ever again. Like, because it's still that one is just on Instagram, and we haven't <laughs> don't have any other ones. I don't. It was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, commercially, commercially was the word that, that grabbed me up. 
uh, apples no, or something that's commercially, good. yeah. Yeah, commercial, commercially uh, sold, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, we, we, we've talked about doing more stuff like that, and it just, I don't know why it doesn't happen. Because yeah. we're lazy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of lazy, you guys are off today. Uh, so, I mean, so but, it. <laughs> so, like, but, our but, off days are driving days. So, like, yeah. we're in the back seat of the van right now. Yeah, like, we're passing by New York City right now on a seven-hour drive. I'm literally, I'm literally looking at New York City skyline right now. I didn't even know I was looking at the wrong window. <laughs> so, what do you guys, if you do have, uh, and I, I'm not sure if this ever happens for you guys, if you have a layover, and you don't have to drive so far the next day. Like, what, what, what would the van do, or you guys do, on a day off with no driving? I mean, you guys like go a while, but, uh, Travis and I definitely like to do stuff like sightsee. Yeah, me and Corey are super into sightseeing. It's it's weird. Like for a while, it happened all the time where we'd have a couple days off or a day off where we really didn't have a drive, and we'd hang out and see stuff. But I feel like recently, it's like it's all just fucking day-to-day getting there. But, like, if we do have time to do stuff, my fat ass tries to find somewhere good to eat, like, really good to eat. And then, like, if we're out west, we'll try to go to a national park. Or if we're out east, we'll try to find somewhere historic to go to. Or When maybe, we were in Europe, we were trying to uh, go in a, a different different churches or castles or, you know, whatever, like, Maybe go to the beach, or but it's really hard these days. We haven't really like like we're passing by New York City right now, and there it goes. You know. Yeah, tonight we're staying in Stamford, Connecticut. So I think our big thing for the day is I, I'm just gonna like drive by the WWE headquarters, wave at it, and then drive back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna get like a little stoned and then just hang out in the fucking hotel room and watch some impractical jokers. Pray that I'm not tired tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I stayed years ago. I stayed at a Super Eight in Stamford, Connecticut, uh, because I, I I could not uh, I could not afford to do anything but sit in that Super Eight because shit is super expensive there. Uh, yeah, you you wouldn't want to die in a Super Eight motel, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, you you brought up uh, WWE. That's the first thing that actually popped in my when you said Stamford. Uh, Corey, you still getting your wrestling time in? There was a there was a big uh, pay per view last night, AEW. Uh, that was really good. I'm I'm sure you're probably not getting the pay per views on the road, but uh, what's your what are you doing with with wrestling now? How are you how are you keeping up with that? I know you're uh, you're also a fan. So I didn't I didn't get the AEW last night, but I do have the Peacock app. So like on the way down here, uh, we watched the uh, there was one that we watched, and then the uh, we watched the Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we watched Raw the other night together. And and it, was, it was my first time getting to see wrestling in a long time, so I was excited. Yeah, we, we turned it up in the van on my phone, and then we hung it on the back of one of the seats in the van, and then we just screamed at the TV for three hours. Yeah, it was it was fun. I feel like for a while we were watching it a lot, maybe because we had more time or something. But, yeah, it's been a long time since we got into watching wrestling. And I'm, I'm not, like, a huge fan or anything, but I do enjoy it on the occasion because Corey enjoys it, and it gets me into it. And we all we scream at it, yeah, and, yeah. like, it gets everyone <laughs> screaming at it. Yeah, we get excited. We get excited. If Never mind. Uh, do we wish that we would play live at a wrestling event? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> if it's, uh, do we hope that one day a wrestler 
picks one of our songs to be their entrance music? Do oh, we, absolutely. Do we oh, oh, no, hang that's out with the rock. Yes. Yeah, we'd love uh, to hang okay, out. Okay, no. So, okay. So, here, here's the good. So, Corey, if there was a wrestler alive or in any era, alive or dead, that you would want to come out to a Vandalier song, who would that wrestler be, and what would that song be? Oh, I think it would be Stone Cold and Troublemaker. I mean, that's just. I think yeah, that I would, say, I would probably say, yeah. For for me, I'd say like Stone Cold or like uh, The Rock. I mean, The Rock, man, like you can't argue with The Rock or yeah. John Cena. He like seems like he's an amazing dude. Yeah, he has trumpets in his theme song yeah. already. Like I'm not I'm not uh, going on what my favorite wrestler is. I'm going on like these guys seem awesome. Yeah. yeah. If it's somebody now, then I would want it to be like a Rhea Ripley or somebody like that. Yeah, I don't know about now because I don't remember any names. But. Yeah. <laughs> or like Corey Graves just because, you know. Oh, that yeah. would be funny to have two Corey Graves in the room. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be great? If uh, if you, Corey Graves, if they announced Corey Graves coming out of the uh, the tunnel and you actually came out to the ring. <laughs> oh, God, that would make me happy. <laughs> And then everyone would just boo because they'd be like, that's not Corey Graves. He's yeah. like, that's my real name. It's not even made up. Yeah, he follows me on my personal Twitter, and they're like, we'll DM every once in a while, and it's it's really funny. Like, I was like, why did you st- why did you steal my name? It's not even your real name. And it, he had like a a very boring answer about it. It's like, yeah, I can see how this is. it just happens. <laughs> he lives in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. He, uh, we always try to get him to come to shows. He doesn't do it. He hasn't done it yet. But no, I, I appreciate. I'm I'm so happy that uh, that you guys are kind of getting some getting some props, getting some attention because y'all are great guys, A, and uh, and your music's great and uh, really wish you all uh, the the best of success and, and thank you guys for talking to me. Yeah, thanks for having us. This yeah. was really good. Yeah, thank you. It's, we've been wanting to do this for a long time, so it was a pleasure to actually finally get to do it and like not just be like, <laughs> not not just be worrying about the reception and stuff and actually get to do it and talk to you because we've talked so much online. It was nice to talk and you know, and actually hear your voice and have a real conversation.